Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some of the strategies we recommend to gain confidence as a physical therapist. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. All right, welcome back everybody to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Massachusetts. Dave Tilly, Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, Lenny Macrina joining me on another fine episode this morning. Very fine episode. Thanks for joining us as well. If you have questions too, you can go to MikeReynolds.com and click on that podcast link and there's a nice form you can fill out and give us some good questions. We've been getting a lot of good questions lately. I'm not going to lie, I think one person... Just we can kind of figure this out. I think one person literally submitted like 20 questions in a five minute period and kept changing the name. Mm. I'm not kidding. Mm. And they're they're because they're 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 all slightly different, but you could tell that they were like, you know, like, all right, well, I don't want to submit like 20 questions all with the same name. (laughs) So it was uh, it was pretty creative. I liked it. It was pretty good. But we do uh, have like a date and a timestamp on there. And when we get 20 questions in five minutes, that all have a similar pattern, similar grammatical style. We exposed. You're similar syntax. We caught you anyway. But <laughs> Lenny, who do we have for students joining us on this episode? We have two very, very good students. We have Nick Giacopello. His friends call him Acapella. From uh, New Jersey, you gotta hear him talk. Every once in a while, I'll throw a yeah out. Oh. Uh, he is from Toro College in Long Island, so shocker that he yeah, drinks corn. Yeah. Um, and we have Jason Swaddles Waddles from the University of Kentucky, the home of our friend Terry Malone, who uh, we have high respect for in a great program at Kentucky. So welcome, Swaddles and Acapella. Acapella Swaddle? A- Swaddle. Swacapello. 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 the two of them together. <laughs> Boom. Mike Scudero, do we have a random fact for this uh, episode? It's not so much a fun fact as it is uh, a boater safety class. Okay. And so in the following sea, when the waves are coming back behind you and it's pushing you forward, you want to keep the, the bow of the boat up. So keep the nose up. Nose up. Nose yeah. up. Nose up. Nose Otherwise, up. you'll, you'll dive right into the wave. Rookie mistake. You don't want to do Pretty that. Pretty good. You're Bro. turning into our uh, norm on... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Or no, who's Bill the mailman? Nye. Who's the mailman on chairs? Cliff Clavin? Cliff, you're a Cliff Clavin Or, right or Bill Nye. I like Bill Nye. <laughs> I, I like that. Awesome. All right, what do we got, student? Who's up first? Nick? Let's hear it. Nick, what do we got? All right, Tina from Denver. It took a year, but I think I've listened to every podcast. Love you guys. Jeez. Thanks, my fourth year as a clinician, I still don't feel confident in my skills and ability to treat every patient. Is there a time when things just start to click and I'll begin to feel more knowledgeable and confident? I love learning from you guys. But any other tips to gain confidence and belief that I'm a good PT? Sorry, that was pretty wordy. 
Good. No, that was like a gold star or something. Yeah, yeah that wasn't bad. Yeah, Tina, I like, Tina, I would say the question that you just submitted is probably one of the more common questions. We don't get it quite written so wordy like that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so eloquently like that. Um, it, was, it was a nice question, but I actually believe that's probably one of the most common questions that we also don't get that people have, right? And I know that sounds weird, but I think that's one of the more more uh, common things we're seeing. Either we're, we're getting the vibe a bit from comments that we see on social media or some of the posts that we see but you know you're four years out of school and you still don't feel completely confident in everything right and heck I mean I think you just kind of like said it really well with just that word like who's gonna feel confident in everything right it's really hard to feel confident in everything so um, you know I, I, I'll let you guys kind of start and kind of like go from there but let's talk a little bit about like what can somebody early in their career do to, to feel more confident about their skill set because, man, this is, it's like, think about it, this is like a big profession, right? And how long is school now? Now, six years or whatever, but like in six years, you have to learn every uh, orthopedic, neurological, pediatric, geriatric, cardiopulmonary, is there anything? <laughs> you have to learn all that stuff and work it. Um, I think it's going to be really, really hard for anyone to feel super confident, even if you're just in orthopedics, to be confident in everything, like like every joint or every sport or whatever it may be. So uh, who wants to start? How, what's some advice for Tina on how she can I, – I, I guess I'll say – this is normal. I think that's the first thing I want to say. It's normal to not feel confident about that. It's all about how you're going to you know, take these next steps to help yourself. So I'll answer that. Is it normal? Why don't you guys say, how do we? How do young clinicians become more confident in ascending age? So, yeah, you want, you want to do that? Like, so ascending or descending? Ascending. We go we'll, we'll end on the best wisdom. Or clinical experience. Let's go ascending clinical experience. So starting at the lowest? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, it's all about boats, but not about ascending order. I don't know ascending. Um, <laughs> yeah, that means it goes up. <laughs> okay. Oh, I would say, yeah, I'm right in the midst of that. I'm about two and a half, two, two years um, out of school, and I've been working here for two years. And um, definitely, like, confidence level is... is something that I've, I guess, struggled with, you know, it's, I think that's pretty normal, as you guys were saying, but um, I think one way that I've gained confidence is you start to recognize patterns as you go, and you start to be able to relate um, to previous experiences, so you see a person in front of you, and you have, like, a whole database of people that you can relate to, um, and I think that helps build confidence in the way that you deliver your message to the patient. Um, the other thing is, obviously, investing in yourself and, and doing continuing education, but you but trying to pick um, continuing education that's specific to your job and specific to like things that you can use immediately to help your patients. And I think if you can if you can help your patients, especially early on in their rehab process, they start to gain confidence in you. And you start to gain confidence in yourself, regardless of what they're coming in to see you with. Essentially. I like that. So I would definitely, I mean, we could probably classify you as early career, yeah. you guys as middle career. I think you're, you're, you know, you're probably in like the early end of the middle career, which is fine. And then Lenny and I are, are, are almost on Medicare, I guess. We're almost, the, we're, we're in like late career. This is probably going to be pretty good. So Mike, early in your career, correct me if I'm wrong. There are some things you are very confident in yourself about right now, correct? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's the most unconfident way to end the day. I think that's a great point. My lunch will be here. If I go in and I and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna nail this, and then I look back on it and I reflect on on what happened. It's like, oh, I missed this. I missed something. You know, right. I missed something basic. So so, yes, there's things that I've seen more of, and I feel um, like I can I can be more confident with, but I'm always missing something. Uh, what's that? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's like missing something for quite a bit of time. I mean, so that's a good point, but your def- your confidence goes up the more you see recurring things. Right. And, and I think that's a good point on the early stage, like Tina and Mike and stuff like that, is that there's a lot of stuff you haven't seen. And when there's a lot of stuff you've only seen once, right? And then, you know, you just, you don't have those patterns. And I, I honestly think that's one of the negatives of our profession with being generalist in everything is that you never get, get really good at one thing so you never get like super confident at one thing so you know because we have to be able to treat so many things so um yeah i think that's a big part of it is that you just you're going to slowly get more confident in the things that you see more of right so um i think that was good um david i don't know who's uh Maybe Dave. Oh, I think Dan's got one of me. Yeah, he's so old. Dave. I mean, his beard looks older than your beard. Definitely. Yeah. You know? definitely so, beard. All right. So Dave, you're kind of like transitioning to the to middle age, uh, right? Where things start happening. We start losing our hair. We start. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know. So so Dave, you're 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 middle age. Like, what do you think? I mean, clearly, you have developed some expertise and some strict niches. I still, yeah. I say niche. I say niche. I say niche. But niches sounds weird. I like niches better, plural. But anyway, so. Um, riches in the niches and the riches in the niches. So I'm pretty sure you're confident in that, but I'm also pretty sure there's tons of stuff you're not confident in, right? Yeah. I mean, so what do you think? Like, so, as somebody that has, you know, is pretty confident in a bunch of things, like, what, do you, what how, how would you help Tina get to where you are right now? What do you think? Yeah, I definitely think the first piece of it that. You just gotta accept and kind of admit that there's so much stuff that you don't know that it's gonna take time to learn it. And so early on, I, I feel like a lot of young grads come out of PT school, they feel like they've done all this work and they've done so much to know. They get to the clinic and they kind of get like punched in the face a little bit by life. And like, ooh, like I, I really don't know a lot at all. And that's how I felt. I felt like despite all of my work in PT school, I was still like uncomfortable with like progressing rotator cuff repairs. And I was flaring people up a little bit. And I was like, God, I, I feel terrible right now. Or like people weren't getting better with their backs or whatever it was. and so. I kind of like got really down for a little while because I was like a harsh reality that I had so much more to learn. So that's just one is that everybody goes through that. I think that nobody jumps out of the gate and just feels amazing about what they're doing. But um, I definitely found that kind of piggybacking on Mike when I didn't have even a background information about what I was treating or what I was working with or what to do. I felt really uncomfortable in the eval. I didn't know how to like test for things. I didn't know how to make a basic plan. And I felt like I... I almost felt like I was like like swimming around a little bit in the eval itself, not knowing what to do, and I could feel that the person was like losing their confidence in me. So that was like made me feel worse about it. So that's kind of when I got really heavy into con ed, taking courses that were like based on the things that I knew I needed more work on. It wasn't the fun course that like I liked about gymnastics. It was like the the course on you know general back stuff or hip stuff, whatever. And I felt that the more I studied and prepared before I was actually with clients, the better I felt even a little bit in the clinic. And it at least gave me like a little bit of like, you know, ground to stand on to start making more confident decisions. I like that. So two mentions of continuing education. I think that's good. I think what a, a young clinician like yourself, Tina, and those like 
just like you could focus on is like think about what we do with students in school and and even with athletes and pro sports to an extent is we assess them in all their domains right so in school it's like how are you with math writing reading uh, social studies science like those types of things and, and we find what that person's deficient in and then what do you do you either you get extra work you get a tutor or you spend a little extra time working on those in pro sports it's the same thing like, oh, are you really strong you're really powerful but you have poor mobility all right let's work on that for example right so I think what you can do now is you can say is all right what what do I feel confident in and what do I not feel confident in, and start kind of like plucking those those things that are lower on your list and start getting some continuing education out there I know I always tell that story that's what I did with spine because I've, I've you know I didn't do a lot of spine earlier in my career and I did all these courses to try to find it that and and what I did was I just realized that it took me two years of courses to figure out that I was actually doing an okay job right and there there wasn't something magical out there that I was missing it was just experience but you always second guess yourself you always say like wow I mean I bet you there's something I don't know that I'm not helping them but it took me two years of con ed to figure out that I was actually doing a pretty good job so your your effectiveness and your confidence are not necessarily linear right so what do you guys think, Dan? I well, we're still going in ascending order yeah, from from bottom skip, to top. Ascension, yes. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Dan? What are you thinking? Uh, I think learning is kind of a double-edged sword. Um, whoa! We were whoa, 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 we were ready cut, for this. Cut the episode. Plot <laughs> twist. Yeah. Sometimes I, when I hear really confident people talk in the physical therapy realm, um, I think it's sometimes because they have a very baseline understanding. And they think that's kind of all that's out there, right? So they're very confident in that. That's what they say. And they're not even really aware of everything else. So once you go out and try to learn everything else, then you start to second guess yourself. And I think for the younger clinicians, and she's four years out right now, so yeah. maybe getting beyond the stage, I think it's really confusing. Because if you start looking out there in the continuing education world, you have like your PRI guys or the pain science guys or evidence based guys, and a lot of it doesn't necessarily agree or mesh. So what I would find myself, and I, I've, this is a big problem for me, is I would have a patient in front of me, I was like, all right, the rotator cuff hurts, all right, what does the research say? All right, what was this, like, what would, you, what would you say from a pain science perspective? What about the PR guys, where does it go? And it becomes very challenging, so it's hard to kind of gather all your thoughts together, right? Um, so one of the things that's helped me, and I really just got this information from a marketer, was like, find a few people that you really like, right? That really agree with what you have to say. And it's good to have the opposite side because it's good to question what you do, but find some people that maybe work in a similar population as you with a similar type of patients and really learn a lot from those guys. Get a really solid foundation. And at that point, you can start to reach out a little bit, but you kind of have to build that base first. Um, the other thing I'll say that I've done in the past few years, I think has been really helpful is that, um, and it's really sad because I've moved from a more general population in practice to much more specific. And I've forgotten so much stuff. It's just really, really sad. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we, I, just to make you feel better, everybody watching this, we're terrible physical therapists. We're just <laughs> really good at, like, little things Jesus. that we're good at. But uh, like, I would have zero clue know, what to do with, like... I, I remember, like, early in my career, I remember people at APTA would, like, criticize the people, like, us and me at the time. I remember being criticized, like, openly, like, hearing people criticize that you're not a good physical therapist because you just work on shoulders and knees and sports. And I'm like, I was like, wow, I think, you know, you're right. I'm not. But then I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I'm just going to be really good at this. And now I'm at the yeah. point in my career where, and this is that you see it with some of, like, the leading surgeons and stuff that are going on now, but, like, I don't. I don't know if I can. I don't know. I'm just I, Dan can treat the hip, the hips. Like I just. I don't have time for the hips. No, it's like it's like too much to like focus on. He's so it's like don't be afraid that you don't know everything. 
right? Because we're all really bad therapists at certain things and embrace that, right? This is kind of what you're saying, Dan, right? Is is just you, you can't know everything. Like surround yourself with those people that, you know, you kind of, I think you kind of uh, sync with, right? Sync personality with. I think that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yep. So... Leonard, what about you? I mean, you're, I you're, you're, you're a elderly. wise one. You're elderly. I have a lot more to add. You guys are very wise beyond your years. See what Lenny just taught us right there you with wisdom? Is you don't always need to add yeah. something, right? <laughs> right? Sometimes you just right. say you're good. I don't know. I still do evals. I'm like, damn it, I missed that or this. So it happens. Just you know, maybe acknowledge it and get it the next time. You know, It's probably going to be a second visit, so don't get too down on yourself. If there's something that maybe you're not up on or you, you it's a diagnosis from the doc or something that you found that you're not ready for or you don't really have a good understanding, I'm doing a PubMed search that night and being ready for that next visit uh, that person comes in to have information or I'm on social media trying to find people uh, along with my PubMed search and just finding out anything I can, everything I can. I think another thing that would help and what's helped me is not only getting with people that I trust and respect and being able to talk, shop within the facility, I think also having my own website um, and, and having to do research and teaching and lecturing to other courses or other, other therapists through courses, I think has helped me a ton too because I have to stay up on things. I have to stay up on the research. Um, I have to stay up on the literature and I have to be able to communicate that not only to other PTs, which is huge, but then also communicate that to clients as well, patients as well. So I just think there's so many different avenues that you can go down with having good mentors in your facility. And if you don't, Maybe it's time for you. Maybe you're having that four-year itch, if that's even a thing, where you need to maybe stop thinking about moving on. And maybe you start specializing. See how confidently he said that? Maybe, maybe you start generalizing. Or you start becoming more specific and not being so general, which we've said numerous episode after episode is the, you know, the, the PT profession is very general. And I think we it's probably one of the things that's affecting us overall and why everything is kind of diluted and how we see people coming from other PT saying, I just wasn't satisfied with the the care I was getting because everybody is so kind of diluted in their information and not specific in their knowledge. So uh, you're not going to go to, you know, for example, uh, you know, you're having your knee replaced, you're not going to go to a nephrologist, right? You want somebody who knows knees, you know, you want somebody who, who, you're not going to go to a general surgeon for a knee replacement, right? So why would you want to do that for PT as well? So I think um, getting as much information in, in your hand as possible, I think is going to give you the confidence as well. You're at that four-year point where you, you think you know a lot of stuff. I think you put that on social media and it's kind of taken off that little uh, the graph that shows you don't know anything. You think you know a ton, which you don't, and then you realize you don't know a ton. You're at that point, and then you start to take off realizing that you know more than you think. You just have to be able to articulate it to your your, your clients. You know, And you've been itchy for four years. Four-year itch. Right? So Renew the resume. <laughs> so I, I guess... The only thing I would then add is that, okay, these are all, this is great. What do you do when you're thrust into something, though, that you're not completely confident in? And I think what you do, you want to jump in? Yeah, I would say there's, there's, always, there's always something we can do to help the person. It needs to be basic, and you can keep it very, very simple. But like, even if it's advice on, on something simple or, like, exercise-based or soft I think another thing is understanding that you don't know. Sorry, because I don't know if you're going to you, There's always something you can do, yes. But maybe it's to refer them to somebody else, that's which true. we get all well, the time. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's somebody in your facility, maybe another PG that's more experienced, or somebody outside of your facility, and you just send them to them. And right. Don't think you need to treat everything. Yeah. You know? if, if you've been itching for four years, you need to go see a dermatologist. <laughs> <laughs> go, go see a general. <laughs> that's a good point. 
Sorry. No, I think that's all. I yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I think that's a good point, right? There's, yeah, it's okay to not know, but I think it, it's uh, if you don't then go home and find out as much as you can, then you're not, you're doing a disservice to the person. But I would add, I think there's one thing that we haven't talked about yet: is what do you do when you're in you're thrust into the situation? It's about having a systemized approach, and that's kind of what we do here. That's kind of our the, the whole point of like how we collaborate, even with our strength coaches and our fitness people in here, and the whole point of like our champion performance specialist certification thing is we have a systemized approach. So even if you don't know what's what exactly is happening to the person in front of you, you have a systemized approach to say, okay, here's what I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at the involved area. Then I'm going to look at the way they move and I'm going to create a checklist of suboptimal things. And even you, you may not know, all right, I don't know exactly what to do with this person's knee, but I, I know that I, I systematically looked at them and I found A, B, and C. I'm just going to work on those things as I, as I, as I learn more about this person. And I think you can go forward. So it, you don't need to know everything, but if you have a systemized flow with how you go through everything and how you look look at uh, the people in front of you, I think then you're going to be way more confident that you can help this person because, yes, you may not be an expert in a total knee replacement, but you are an expert at, at all these other things and how you're going to apply it to them in a systemized format. So I guess that would be the only thing I would, I would kind of add there is, is we're still faced with this all the time with people that throw us curveballs. But we are good at systemizing our approach and how we look at people that we're able to at least find some things to work on. And then down the road, we'll either figure it out or the problem will expose itself to us, right? Sometimes it's not obvious on day one, but you work on A, B, and C, and then all of a sudden it becomes obvious like, oh, that's why your knee hurt. It's okay. We, we noticed you, you had poor dorsiflexion and we got that better and your knee pain starting to go away. I didn't get that on my exam. But I did know your knee hurt and you had limited dorsiflexion. And you see how it kind of goes together, for example. So um, anyway, good question, Tina. I actually, I think that's a pretty popular one. So I'm glad we covered it well. I think that was a lot of good advice. Um, if you have similar questions, and, and by all means, you can put a fake name in there if you don't uh, want us to draw attention to you. Uh, but, you know, if you have similar questions about that, I mean, we get it. We've all been there, too. And hopefully you've learned from that, like that, you know, we still, we're not completely confident in everything we do either, but we're confident in our approach. And I I think that's that's the big thing so anyway head to mikerunnel.com click on that podcast link and you can fill out the form to ask us questions and be sure to go to itunes and spotify rate review and subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you have a question you'd like us to answer head to mikerunnel.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe rate and review us on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.